Let me tell you how it will be. We'll all catch up on the books you see. Cause it's the X-Men. Yeah, it's the X-Men. Ah, yes, it is the X-Men, and this is the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 234, and it is an X-Men episode, and in this we'll be talking two books, X-Men number 14 and Marauders number 14, but before we do that, let me tell you where you can go and find us all over the places. We are on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. That's a common courtesy that I follow through and through we also have a website weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com where you can go and see the reviews for these books and most of the books that we talk about on all three of our podcasts right now and we also have a patreon account patreon.com slash weird science where you can go support us for the three podcasts that we have on this regular free feed but it's not just blind faith Right, It's not the band Blind Faith either, but it's not just, hey, here's some money, let it rain, let it hail if you're throwing quarters. I don't mind. All money's money's. That's what I heard. But you also get a bunch of shows in return. Every level that you go up on the Patreon, you get more and more shows, Marvel shows, DC comic shows, indie comic shows, and some things that aren't even comic stuff, movie reviews, cartoon reviews, pop culture podcast, all these sorts of things. And really, the best way to check it out is to go check it out. It's hard to really explain the amount of things that we do, except that we usually have about 70 or so shows a month on the Patreon that you can listen to at your leisure, as they say. But the big thing that we do each week is the Marvel Comics Patreon-only spotlight. We end up talking about two books, me and Brandon, uh, and they're picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, beep boop. And this week, it looks like it's going to be Taskmaster number one and Iron Man number three. I believe the Iron Man number three by Christopher Cantwell pick is just a screw with Brandon. People like to hear Brandon lose his mind when he really never had it to begin with, but Again, it's patreon.com slash weird science. All these things, the links and all will be in the show notes of this show. So if you didn't quite grab what I said, whatever, just go to the show notes and you'll see them. And then you can go over and check things out. I will say, as I always do, if you sign up for the Patreon, any level, whatever, you will not get charged right away. You won't be charged unless you go to the next month. If we get to December, December 1st, and you're like, you know what? This is worth it. You carry on. Then you'll finally be charged. If you don't like it, you can quit at any time before December 1st. You'll never be charged. No fuss, no muss. You tried it out. That's all I ask. I think that we do enough good stuff that you would want to stay, but that's just me. A lot of people have quit. A lot of people have joined. But we're going to go now into these two books. And I, I got a bunch of people in my ear when these books came out this week, a lot of people, you know, hey, these were awesome. All oh, these were terrible. All these things going on. I'm kind of in the middle with these, as you'll see. But we're going to start with X-Men. It's X-Men number 14. And yeah, it kind of feels a little bit, you know, unnecessary. That's the word I was thinking. But we're going to go to that right now. And X-Men number 14 is chapter 12 of the Ten of Swords, written by Jonathan Hickman. Art by Bumata Sar and Lemuel Francis U. Colors by Sunny Go. 
Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Uh, let me know if any of this sounds familiar. Champions of Krakow were selected to retrieve swords to participate in a cross-dimensional tournament against the champions of Morocco. Shortly after the champions' arrival at Starlight Citadel, it was revealed to Apocalypse that the fearsome and dangerous annihilation of Morocco is none other than his long-lost wife. Now, that would be kind of cool if we didn't already see it, the last couple issues of X-Men. And, and the whole deal of this is we need to get to some fighting. That's all anybody's telling me. They're like, well, are we getting fighting next week? Are we getting to that? What's going on? When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? It feels like we're never going to get to the fireworks factory, Millhouse. I mean, really. And that's the problem. You end up having that first whole setup, you know, hey, we're going to go get the swords. We're going to stand in the circle. We're going to get going. And then even then it seemed drawn out. Then we get to that midpoint. We start up here this week, and we're still not there. The next issue, we still are not there. Now, I will tell you that this coming week, we get three books. We will get to the tournament. We will actually get to the tournament this coming week. Now, we don't get to it right away, but we do get to it. So the fireworks factory is in sight. That's not my biggest problem here with X-Men number 14. My biggest problem with X-Men 14 is we know this story. I am not a lifelong fan of the X-Men, but I do remember the last couple weeks. I do remember the last couple issues of X-Men. We have now been told the story three times, it seems. Yeah, through a different lens each time, maybe from a different angle. What What is this? Like the director's cut here where you have each print. Okay, we're going to see it from this angle. And this is what I used to think of me and Eric, the guy that I do the DC Comics podcast with. If you're not aware of America's Sweetheart, you really should get to know him. But we thought that this was going to be the DVD technology that they claimed. Like you'd be able to go and change camera angles and stuff. All that, Almost make your movie yourself. But I, I don't need that in a comic book. I don't need that issue after issue, especially as I've had the complaint from the beginning of the Dawn of X stuff. The idea that the X-Men book, the flagship title, should mean something more. It should be big. It should be huge. Now, in this ten of we're wasting time. We are wasting time with this book, the main book. As if you can't tell anything new here. Oh, get this. We're going to find out that Genesis, uh, you know, left Apocalypse behind in survival of the fittest and then ended up getting the Annihilation Mask. Oh, my goodness. Who would have thunk it? Well, everybody would have. We saw it already. And, and yeah, you get a little more detail here. It didn't do anything for me. What I think that this issue is and what it is serving us in this Ten of Swords isn't this background. We've seen most of it. Yeah, we get a little, like you said. And, and what gets me here is that we do carry the narrative, you know, from after they left Apocalypse, after they go off, leave Apocalypse sign, go back, and uh, the Rathi, all these things going on. There is some, you know, Smith, but you, you could guess it. What gets me, though, is Apocalypse is like, yeah, what up? What up, Genesis? Oh, let me tell you what happened. And then basically spends half of the issue telling Apocalypse what he was already involved with. And since 
We've already seen that a bunch of times. There was no reason for it here. It ends up just being filler. I I wish you would have just had Apocalypse say, whoa, 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 I know this. Or have Genesis say, well, you know what happened up until we left you behind. And this is what happened after all. We did this. And and, and she's tooting her horn a lot. And then she's she's making the play to Apocalypse like, yeah, you know, that that annihilation mask. I was kind of like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Now, this is where I'll get to the point where I think it's serving the story. It's the last time you can give people the, the strict rule or idea that if it comes down to Apocalypse versus Genesis, she cannot fight the Annihilation Mask. She cannot do what she might love to do and not fight. It will come down to the death, and she can't stop it. She says, uh, you know, the whole Annihilation Mask wants what it wants, and I want what that wants as well. I can't fight it. Apocalypse says, y- you can fight it. You're the strongest person I know. You fought everything. I mean, that's what you do. No, no, no. My love, I can't fight this. Hello, love, she say. But so, yeah, okay. That That's served enough, yeah. And you also, you know, you also get a little tidbits. You know, you're reminded that Iska does not lose. That will come into play. I know it will be wink, wink. You know, this sort of thing. You also get, you know, purity, and the white sword and how, you know, he's so badass. And you are getting like little things. Okay, well, well you know, white sword, apparently then badass. All right, let's move on. Next thing. Oh, Iska, Iska doesn't lose. All right, we got that. And then you just go. But through it, though, you just, it's like deja vu all over again. Where's Yogi Berra? I need him to just say like, uh, this is deja vu all over again, deja vu all over again. We just keep doing it. It's on a loop. To just get us where we are And again like I said And this is probably the quickest I've talked about One of these books here But you end up where Genesis says I want now what Annihilation wants And what we want is Krakoa Case closed If you get my way, you're done Boom, there you go That's how it ends And we go off Uh, It's bullcrap that we see the story over and over again and you may say, well, this is the better version of it. This is a little more, but really, I mean, with, with all these X books and, and with that, you know, you sit there and we've talked about this since the whole dawn of X. A lot of people have complained all these things. Well, like, hey, I don't like Excalibur. So, but the way it's spelled out, and especially in the, you got to read it, especially in this Ten of Swords. So, what you are pretty much doing, you're hijacking people. And when you end up having these issues, the same issue with somewhat looks to be recycled art. I mean, th- that's why when you end up having Mumada Sar and Laniel Francis Yu, it's, it's seemingly because some of the arts from Laniel Francis Yu from before. So, what gives? I mean, really, I mean, th- this is where Jonathan Hickman, where people, Complain things like that Well I I can't put a deaf ear To that for this nonsense But you know there he is That's Jonathan Eggman He's got some big testicles bro Uh, Overall I'm going 5 out of 10 And that's a special 5 If you have listened to some of our other podcasts Because I think this is 
it's uncalled for. It's a big middle finger in my mind. You may differ if you if, if you don't if you don't mind if you sit there and say, "Oh, Jim, you're a jerk." Well, that's fine. Everybody says that. But if you sit there, I don't agree. Well, that's fine. You can buy this. You can enjoy it. You can put it, you know, put it in your long box there. You can pedal it out a month from now. It's completely fine. You can do what you want. Uh, but me doing this is me sitting here, and you know, to be transparent, I don't pay for these either, and I'm still angry because I don't like people getting duped or ripped off. And this is what it seems like. But we're gonna go to the next issue, and the next issue, granted, it is better. It is, but you know why? Because it's new. But it's it's one of those. I heard people lose their minds saying how terrible this Marauders was. That's what we're going to be talking about. And then I saw some people tell me directly, it's awesome. It's great. Again, I, I'm just like middle Manny here. I'm just right in the middle. Middle Manny, I am. And we're going to see that right now. And Marauders number 14, chapter 13 of Ten of Swords is written by Jerry Dugan. And Benjamin Percy, they're double trouble, they are. Art by Stefano Caselli, colors by Edgar Delgado, letters by VCs Corey Petit, and yeah, here we go. Champions of Krakow were selected to retrieve swords to participate in a cross-dimensional tournament against the champions of Morocco. Again, stop me if you heard this. Now everyone has arrived at the Starlight Citadel ready to fight for their lives. But first, dinner. Dinner. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? It is infuriating reading that, I will admit. But uh, as Ruben said, it, it gets a little bit better. He thinks that it gets great. He's just gushing over it. I mean, he, he wants to marry this book. I, I'm tell- Ruben, you're already married. You have kids. Stop it. I will want, I want to point out first, though, I do like the cover a lot where you have death dancing with Storm. I believe I'm not like a dancing with the stars kind of guy or whatever, but I think what they're doing is called the Watusi, possibly. Uh, I don't know. But this issue is okay. I mean, you do get the menu for the dinner. It doesn't get that far. It doesn't get that far. And you get hints of that right away as, well, first we go through the crooked market. I, I don't need Mr. Jasper's. And his crooked market nonsense That actually, every time it popped out I just got angry I got angry for somebody But you end up where uh, Wolverine's pissed Wolverine is mad He does not mind the alcohol consumption Going on at the Starlight Citadel As he, you know, is wont to do But he really believes That there's two people to blame For all of this And none of them are called Genesis, Annihilation, Apocalypse None of those Who's to blame is Saturnine, that's kind of an obvious, and Brian Braddock, basically for not sleeping with Saturnine. That's all he says. If you would have given that jerk what she wanted from the beginning, none of this nonsense would have happened. You couldn't take one for the team, could you? I'm a married man. And Logan's like, yeah, I was too. And I like to think about it. I know where he's coming from. Some days. You know, some days it's great. Some days, eh, today, eh. But you end up where this is setting up some things to come later, where there is going to be, and this is another hint, hints. I'm going to give you the hint, hints tonight. Uh, There's going to be some marriages. There's actually going to be a fight that ends in maybe a It's crazy. And also you even have, say, death from the team, hashtag Team Morocco. 
pretty much hitting on Storm and being very intrigued by her when War comes over and says, hey, Death, stop it. Stop mingling with the enemies. And you have Storm's like, yeah, you know, we're digging each other and all that. And ends up where you, you think that she should be worried about war. You know, and war is a hothead, and that's a joke because her head's flame. And you have Storm say, no, I'm more worried about you, Death. And, oh, my God, they're flirting and all this stuff. But you see that throughout this issue, and it's done well, and I think it's kind of funny. And th- this reminds me a lot of both when I was wrestling, but more when I played hockey as a kid. And we would go, traveling team, we'd go to a bunch of tournaments and things like that. And when you do that, you know, sometimes you would have like a dinner. You know, at one of the days and everybody's there and you start sizing everybody up. What I like to do then is I did my intel work to figure out what I could use to trash talk everybody that we were playing. And it's fun, too, because when you'd have like a at the hockey deal, it wasn't just one team. Most of the time there was a bunch. You'd have this, you know, introduction dinner sort of thing. And I just start asking some questions, you know, find out some inside tidbits that I would just use as trash talk that's it but here they're gonna be fighting to the death so they're looking to get any sort of advantages and through this you know hey i see that person picked up their salad fork with the right hand the right handed oh we see then let's see where there's a weak spot all right we got that and it's done well It, it really is the problem is we need to get to the fireworks factory i this is well done but we could have had this in the X-Men issue. You could have actually, if you want to, just think of a better world. You could have had Apocalypse talking to Genesis, you know, for a little bit in the garden while this is all going on. It could have been one issue. Then we could have went on and now everything's starting to speed up. It's one of the problems of this whole Ten of Swords in my mind is every time you seem to get some momentum, you're always starting back at square one the next issue to get to the next and it just it, it hasn't had a great pacing throughout but when you get into this issue there is some fun to be had i really like the art too as everybody is going off to this dinner while they're sizing each other up some of the mutants are a little more social a little more into doing all this some aren't cypher he's you know he's a shy guy he's hanging in the distance even have logan point out like a lot of people haven't been married on the team or married whatever and point out, you know, uh, Cypher, also uh, Cable and, and people like that where they go. But they're going to go in to eat dinner. They're going to have to get tarot cards again. Everybody with these tarot cards. It's like, really, you're going to give us a mystery of where we sit. And it's kind of funny because it doesn't work out for most. Pogger Pogs like, I don't need a mystery. I want to eat. And in fact... You give me a tarot card that tells me where I'm going to sit to eat. I'm going to eat that card first. And he does. Also, I have to admit, I don't know much about Pog or Pogs. I like the idea that he's rhyming and stealing. He's like Etrigan over at DC. He's rhyming and stealing everything there. And I just wish that Eric Shea was here, you know, with us right now. So that he could hear the rhyming and stealing and get driven nuts by it because he hates when Etrigan does it. I'm sure he'd hate Pogger Pogs here. I like Pogger Pog. He's kind of funny, but they're even like, hey, uh, where, where's the weak spot, the soft spot on this thing? And Logan's like, there's a lot, but they're all on the inside. I'm like, that doesn't help, Logan. That doesn't help. But you 
get the idea that there's something afoot where Wolverine is going to be doing something. They're all aware, hey, are we still on with this? Yeah, are we going to do this? All right, let's go. All this stuff going on. And they go in to the dinner. While that's going on, though, there's still some, you know, sizing up and, and checking out things. And one of the best is, is where Gorgon and Magic cannot figure out if Iska is right or left-handed. And they figure, let's just go and find out. Now, I will tell you again, too, I don't know much of Gorgon. Awesome in this issue. Maybe my favorite now in this tournament just because of this issue. I just like, I like the way it plays out here. But they go to Iska and like, hey, uh, Iska, what's going on? Uh, Oh, my God. And they both throw their drinks in the air. There's two drinks. It's like a, you know, Saturnine's Champagne Jubilee. I don't know. But you end up where the things go up there. Okay, whichever one she grabs, that's the hand. She grabs them both. She's ambidextrous. And, And again, that is fun. It's not really giving you much. It's not really that. But at least we're having fun. And it's new. And then you end up where. Iska's like, up, oh, grab some ambidextrous. You, and she says, I know what you're doing. You could have just asked me. I would have told you because I'm still going to kick all of your asses. And then drops her drinks to see what their hands are. And Magic just makes a portal. And then they come and they both grab them. Though they do both grab them with a hand. So is that there? But, yeah, it, it's pretty fun the way they do that. They're talking about a soft spot, all these things going on. But – With Iska involved, Gorgon says, we're in big trouble. If it comes down to her, you know, if it's it's tied, we're done because she's tough. Now, in the meantime, you have Iska pretty much saying that Gorgon is not like the, uh, like, you're pretty tough there, buddy. You're pretty cool. I think that you're, you know, not like these other mutants. So I, I do like that as well. But one of the big things I'm from that cover we saw was this back and forth between death and storm and this is well done this is actually really well done just the concept of it and the concept of death saying to storm like hey i looked around i never even thought again i didn't think that death would just sit there and go okay there's uh wolverine over there he's died like seven million times i know him all right uh there's cable uh he's died three all right there but he says you haven't died, says the storm. You don't know me because you don't know death. And storm says it like, no, I, I do know you. I've known you all my life. I, I've been trying to get away from you at points, and I've been dancing with you my whole life. So oh, I know you better than a lot of people know you. And with that, they do go to this crazy underwater ballroom you end up having mermen and mermaids making out down there you got a seahorse you got squid you got it all down there hopefully when they're done they don't come up and end up finding out that they have crabs you don't want that but they're dancing and basically you know you end up having death say to storm you don't fear me and she's like no no i don't and then even after she says you know i don't desire you but i don't hate you all this and it's just it's a nice sizing up it doesn't do a ton but it's just it's cool if you're gonna have this you know issue before the big fight starts i don't mind this because i'm getting some things from especially the iraqians that i didn't know 
I don't know much about death or war or, you know, Iska. I know the catchphrases. Iska doesn't lose. But you even saw in that X-Men deal, she doesn't lose because she keeps flip-flopping. She's a flip-flopper, she is. But it's a cool deal. But hearing her talk to Gorgon kind of upped the ante for me. Like, boy, you know what? I, I kind of am into this right now. And, and then by the end of this issue, I am more fired up without getting to the tournament yet than I have been in a while. So it does end up resetting my batteries a bit and going. And really, this could have served a lot better if we just get rid of that X-Men issue and just have this. We end up having the midway point. We kick into this. And now, all right, now this feels like things are going because at the end, and these are spoilers here, you end up with the dinner being served. Wolverine is pretty pissed right here while he's talking to Saturnine because she says, oh, your your mind seems burdened. There's like a real funny deal going on where while he looks away, you have the classic. And, and I wish that we continued the classic trope joke. Because you have War, who puts a little, like, Iocane powder on Wolverine's sushi, it looks like. And I love sushi, so I'm into that. But not with the Iocane powder. That shit will kill you. But it uh, sprinkles it on there and, like, pulls away. And I wish that you ended up having this continue just a little bit. And then Logan, like, oh, hey, War, how about some sushi? And then they switch a it and all that stuff would be hilarious. But, again, this, to me... Is yeah, trying to poison Logan, but maybe even trying to see what gives and try to get a little idea of what's happening and things like that. Or it could be more nefarious as a thing that will get rid of his healing. Who knows? I don't even know if he ever actually goes to eat it because as this is going on, he stands up. So as as it goes here, I think that what we're seeing here really is the idea that there's going to be a lot of cheating. A lot of cheating going on because Wolverine doesn't eat the sushi as far as you know because he stands up and he's pissed. He says to Saturnine with all this, again, he he says it again. He said it earlier to Brian and everyone else. And even then Betsy told him to piss off all this stuff. He said, you don't need to do this. Saturnine, you're a jerk. I mean, this whole thing, this whole setup, this dinner, this nonsense crap here is just your machinations. It doesn't have to be. Listen, just go sleep with Brian. Jeez, just with both of you two. Please, there's going to be people dead because of this. He's pissed off. And you end up where Saturnine says, yeah, well, you know what? Everybody dies eventually. And he pops the claws and says, lady, those are some famous last words. Runs her right through. That's That's the cliffhanger. That is a... Pretty damn good cliffhanger, especially when you want the tournament. You want to get to the fighting. Well, if we're not going to get the fighting, let's get some ultraviolence here at a dinner uh, with the enemies and all there. And you can only expect that all hell is going to break loose here. We'll see. We'll see next week as we start off, because next week we do get Marauders number 15, Excalibur 14, and Wolverine number 7. So plenty of time and room for the repercussions of this. And as I said, we will get to the tournament we will actually get to some fighting and by the end of this week the score is going to be higher for the than you would ever imagine with it treading water all this time so at least we have that that's a little promise that i'm giving everybody for this issue though i'm going to go eight out of ten like i said i guess being middle manny it would be about a seven 
And that's kind of where I was when I said and proclaimed myself middle manning. Uh, but yet, talking about it now, going through it just another time, talking it with all of you out there, everybody here in the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, uh, got a little more inspired, got a little more excited, kind of thinking of things and going through, and that happens. That's kind of the advantage sometimes of doing a podcast. You do that one last read through, one last talk of, and a lot of times, and it goes both ways. Sometimes you're so pissed off from reading these things that long, and now the words are coming out, you know, you're actually saying things, and then you get pissed, but not here. I actually liked it enough. I will tell Ruben that he still shouldn't marry it. Uh, his wife and kids would probably not appreciate that, but he can go on liking it because that's fine, and I like it as well. So we're going to go off. Batteries reset. We're going to get to the fireworks factory. Maybe things will pick up, but again, Next week, the whole thing will be, and and I'll I'll give you the full deal here. I've only paged through the next three issues. I haven't actually sat and read them page to page. So my my fear is I'm telling everybody, oh, it's going to be exciting, and then we're going to get there, and yes, we'll get to the torrent, and it'll stink. It, it seemed okay. We'll see. Spoiler alert. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I am. Doing this book, it's a weird thing, too. I'm doing this book at a weird time, and I'm trying to get these things done because with the longer regular Wednesday show, I got to get snapping. I got to get snapping early now, but I hope everybody appreciates it. I hope that you enjoy the longer, more books, and Clay joining me with some of them as well because I really like talking with Clay about them, and I think it brings a ton to the podcast uh, not just me talking and meandering like I do, like I did tonight. But hey, that's me. That's how I roll. Everybody, get fresh coop. Beep boop. We're going to be out of here again. It is Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. You can go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. I believe that this week we are allowed to do Taskmaster number one. And I think the next Darth Vader and possibly Champions early. I think I'm supposed to do Taskmaster. That ain't coming out early. I haven't even looked at that, but maybe Champions will. Me and Clay this week for the regular podcast are going to be talking about Champions, and I'm going to see if he likes that, me. And then just to let you know for this week's podcast, me and Clay will be talking both the Spider-Man 52 and the 52 LR in a weird deal. They both come out the same week this week, and also Champions number two. So that'll be pretty cool. Then me and Brandon will be talking about stuff Miss Marvel possibly wolverine but it's starting to get to where i think brandon's gonna have to take a breather for any of these x-men including the wolverine issue because he's not gonna know what the hell's going on so we'll be talking uh some other books i told you already taskmaster number one and iron man number three look to be on the patreon only spotlight if you wanted to go listen to those and a bunch of other things go to patreon.com slash weird science where you get a ton 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 of things and also just as a shout out to end this, I hope also people enjoyed the Star Wars podcast, the Star Wars one on this feed as well, because I'm doing that with Matt and we really had a good time talking about the Star Wars books. And that's going to continue again this week with uh, Darth Vader and then catching up on Bounty Hunters and Dr. Afra. But yeah, thanks everybody. I'm going to go now. I've wasted a lot of your time. What am I, Jonathan Hickman? I mean, really. You got some big testicles. Yeah, what do I say in the same things over and over? Thanks everybody, and I'll talk to you in a couple days. 
skin It's sinking in Doesn't seem real But I always heal I lose my mind Can be unkind What I do best Isn't very nice Everything's going blank I remember it all I'm pretty hairy Not very tall I didn't want this Not by my hand Future is dark, just a wasteland. I really like kids. 